Section 41 Three Prose Poems by Helen Rudem From the French of Jean-Arthur Rimbaud 1. Fairy At the birth of Helen were present the saps of beauty, which flow in the untrodden shadows and in the still radiancy of the astral silence. The burning heat of summer was confided to songless birds, the indolence of summer to a bark made of griefs beyond price, moving through bays of dead loves and faded perfumes. This was after the time of woodcutters singing to the sound of the torrent in the ruined forest, the tinkling of sheep bells in the echoing valleys, the cries of the steppes. For the childhood of Helen, the thickets and the deep shadows trembled, the heart of the poor, and the legends of heaven were stirred. Her eyes are more lovely than all shining things. Cool airs that pass move not so lightly as Helen dancing. More precious is she than the joy of perfect beauty, than the joy of the perfect hour. 2. Childhood 1. This black-eyed, yellow-maned idol has neither family nor courtiers. More noble is she than a Mexican legend or a Flemish fable. The staring azure and greenery, which is her kingdom, runs along level shores, those shores which the shipless waves have called by names so ferociously Greek, Slav, and Celtic. On the forest verge, where dream flowers tinkle, glitter, and shine, sits the young girl with the orange lips. Her knees are crossed in the crystal flood, which wells up in the meadows, her nakedness clothed by the passing shadows of the rainbows, by the shadows of the flowers and sea. Ladies promenade on the terraces near the sea. There are infantas and giantesses, Stately negresses sit in the verdigris moss, jewels upright on the slippery ground of the shrubberies and the thawing gardens. There, too, are young mothers and grown-up sisters in whose eyes are countless pilgrimages, sultanas, princesses of haughty bearing and tyrannical costumes, little foreigners, and persons gently unhappy. How irksome is the hour of darling child and darling heart. 2. It is she, the little dead child, behind the rose bushes. The young mother, who is dead, comes down the flight of steps. The cousin's open carriage creaks over the sand. And there is the little brother. He is in India. There, in front of the setting sun, against the field of chili flowers, and those old people who have been buried now stand erect in the wallflower rampart. A swarm of golden leaves surrounds the general's house. They are in the south. You must follow the red road to reach the empty inn. The castle is for sale, and the shutters have dropped off. The key of the church must have been taken away by the priest. Round the park, 
the park-keeper's lodges are empty so high are the palisades that one can see nothing but the rustling tree-tops after all there is nothing to see inside the fields slope up to the villages left empty of cocks and anvils the sluices are open oh the cavalries and the windmills in the desert the islands and the hayricks magic flowers hummed all around the gentle slopes lulled them to rest beasts of a fabulous elegance walked about far beyond over the sea that eternity of hot tears clouds massed themselves three in the wood there is a bird his song checks you and makes you blush there is a clock which does not strike the hour there is a bog in which is a nest of white beasts there is a cathedral which comes down and a lake which goes up there is a little carriage standing forsaken in the underwood or it comes down the path at a run decked with ribbons there is a troop of little actors in costume one just sees them on the road which skirts the wood and last of all if you are hungry or thirsty there is someone who chases you four finally sing the praises of this whitewashed tomb with its bands of cement in relief deep under the earth i sit with my elbows on the table the lamp throws a bright light on these journals and uninteresting books what an idiot i am to reread them far far above my subterranean drawing-room the houses are taking root the fogs are gathering the mud is red or black monstrous town unending night not so high up are the sewers round about me nothing but the density of the globe perhaps gulfs of azure wells of fire perhaps it is on these plains that moons and comets seas and fables meet each other in my hours of bitterness i imagine balls of sapphire of metal i am master of the silence why is there a patch of palest light in the corner of the vaulted roof as though from an air-shaft three dawn i have held in my arms the summer dawn nothing stirred yet in front of the palaces the waters were still the shadows had not yet left their encampments in the woods i walked awaking the brisk warm winds and precious stones gazed at me and wings rose around me noiselessly my first adventure was in a footpath already covered with splinters of fresh pale light where a flower told me her name i laughed at the waterfall which twisted its ragged way through the pines at the silver summit i espied the goddess then one by one i lifted her veils 
in the glade by a movement of my arms in the plain where i denounced her to the cock in the town she fled from me amongst the bell towers and the domes running like a beggar over the marble keys i pursued her i caught her at the top of the road near a laurel grove and through her heavy veils i just felt the weight of her immense body dawn and the child fell at the foot of the wood when we awoke it was noon end of section this recording is in the public domain end of wheels the first cycle recording by newgate novelist algy pug eva davis and nemo 